Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Tuesday show. Again, in the midst of trying to do a rebranding, I will have a new name for the show soon enough. Uh, but again, apologies last week, did not have an episode, just uh, had a vacation actually, took some time off and actually gave myself a chance to rest up a little bit, although I now need that proverbial uh, vacation from the vacation, uh, as it were, <laughs> as it always is, but uh, uh, hope you guys had a good past week as well while I was gone, but I am definitely back here and going to be streaming a lot, not just here on this channel, but of course on uh, twitch.tv slash jchenzor as well. I've got a cool topic for next week all planned out here on the Not Tuesday show, so keep a lookout for that as well. But today, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to address... The giant elephant in the room, and yes, people have been uh, fighting about this and arguing about this, and it's really starting to come to a head at this point. I'm going to talk about PCs versus consoles. Now, of course, on the Not Tuesday show, before I've started any of uh, my discussions and everything like that, normally what I also like to do is also uh, talk about some game news, about fighting game news and stuff, but uh, there hasn't really been any going on has there uh just a lot of uh uh people talking about stuff uh and 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 you know i mean random ridiculous oh my god orc in the chat i see orc in the chat actually one thing i want to ask to everybody on the youtube viewers uh, someone in one of my YouTube comments, now that I remember, was that they said that they actually want to see the chat on the street on the YouTube video. So I've been trying to do my job repeating the questions that I answer for the uh, audio audiences, but I have had somebody tell me that even though they watch it on YouTube, they just like seeing what people are saying in the chat. So in the YouTube comments, please let me know if you are watching this on YouTube, if you would like to have the chat on stream as well. But uh, I'm responding to Oric here, who I haven't seen in a bit, and so I'm really glad to see him. How are you doing, Oric, out there? So I hope you're doing well. Um, but again, unless anybody's got any good fighting game, video game news for me, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, I think the biggest thing that happened was that uh, Black Adam got released for multiverses, and LeBron James got uh, removed from multiverses temporarily due to a bug. I guess that makes him too strong or something like that. Uh, so, is Exit Rollback gone already? Did the, did the beta end? Did the beta end? That kind of, ah, kind of sucks. I'm sad about that. I wanted to play it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, so, um, beta, dang it, I missed the beta, I didn't get a chance to play the beta at all, because I was on vacation. So, again, uh, October was a particularly crazy month for me, uh, I was traveling a lot for vacation and non-vacation and all that stuff like that, but, however, I will be uh, uh, back to doing things, like I said, I'll be streaming as much as I can, 
But, you know, without a lot of the game news out there, let's just jump right into this. I know people probably tired of this intro and are like, come on, get on with it. Talk about the topic, James. Get into the topic. Let's talk about things. So let's go ahead and do that. And let's talk about uh, a really hot topic in the fighting game community these days. And honestly, it's probably been a hot topic for a little bit, but... Let's talk about this PCs versus consoles. Um, this is something that I've kind of wanted to talk about myself personally. And, you know, just as a caveat to everybody, I am a console gamer. I much prefer playing video games on consoles over PCs. So, you know, obviously, as I talk about the advantages and disadvantages of all the platforms here, uh, I'm definitely going to be leaning more towards, you know, the console side of things. However, I'm going to try to approach this as objectively as possible and really talk about why that I don't think that this topic is going in the direction that I think it should be good, should be going. Uh, I, I, I feel like... Again, just like with the hitbox conversation, I feel like we're talking about the wrong things. I think we're we're arguing and trying to fight for the wrong things on this topic. And we'll get into that a little bit more towards the end as I talk a little bit more about this. But obviously, one of the reasons why this has been spurred on recently is obviously uh, the push that Arturo Sanchez, a.k.a. NYC Furby, has been making for uh, fighting game optimization on PCs. You know, for example, one of the early things that he discovered was that, sure enough, even though a game processes itself in 60 frames per second, and it sounds weird to a lot of people, actually running and running a game at 120 frames per second or even higher, up to 300, up to 400, actually does improve your experience. And that didn't sound like it made any sense, but it definitely has proven to be a, uh, a fact now that it definitely uh, makes things so that you can respond quicker, that you can react faster, etc., etc. Uh, there's a <laughs> And yes, and that's the interesting thing, Gundam Jehudi Kai, who says, having helped with TO and event organizations, I know very, where, very well where I stand in this argument. <laughs> so... Um, there's a lot to discuss here. There's a lot to kind of uh, parse through here. And again, it's a very, very interesting topic. And, you know, something that I feel like we are going to have to really understand and really discuss and, again, flesh out. Because right now, as the way it always works with Internet, it's not just Twitter. It's whatever was the social media standard of the time is that it's hard for people to discuss these things uh, without letting their emotions get in the way. So, for example, like I said, I'm a console gamer. I generally dislike playing video games on my PC, but, you know, I'm going to... Tr so, again, caveat, but again, I'm going to try my best uh, to really talk about this topic in a way that is fair and balanced and, uh, and you know, and uh, that we can really cover all the different bases, right? So let's go ahead and start with the first uh, subject here. PC gaming sucks. Console rules. Woo! All right. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Anyways, let's get to the first one. Let's get to the first topic here. And uh, the first topic is probably one of the biggest parts of, of this. And, and it's a really, really interesting topic here. Uh, but um, let's talk about customizability here. Um, this is honestly where the majority of the argument comes in from, in my opinion. And yeah, I'm putting this as the first topic because I think this is actually the most important topic, right? This is where the crux of PC versus consoles come from, right? So uh, the first thing I'll mention here is that uh, for PCs, like I'll try to do a pros and cons kind of thing here, but for PCs, the biggest pro for arguing playing fighting games on PC is that you can tweak just about everything you want. You can, uh, again, the customizability of PCs is massive, right? And so this is where the power comes from. A lot of the work that Arturo has been putting into optimizing PCs, has into making games more responsive, comes from the ability to modify things outside of the game, right? To, to uh, do things that the games, like, have options, but don't actually give you options in the game to change. So, for example, some games, by changing their INI file, you can actually have them run at 120 hertz as opposed to 60 hertz. And, yeah, we, we really should uh, clarify that higher refresh isn't the same thing as a higher frame rate. Those are kind of two different things, and it's a, it's a weird one. This is where the confusion of running a fighting game at 120 frames per second or actually at 120 hertz, I should say, you know, is why it's so confusing. Because when Arturo first started going down this path, I, like many people, were like, but it won't make a difference because the game is only calculating at 60 uh, hertz. Uh, I mean, at 60 frames per second. But what's interesting about it is that because drawing to the screen isn't really kind of in control. Like somebody in the chat, again, my knowledge on this is really dodgy at best because it's actually even confusing to me. But if what I have it right is, is that the game is just telling the PC what to draw. And uh, the PC will draw it as soon as it can. And so even if the game is running like through its calculations at 60 frames per second, at a higher refresh rate at 120 hertz, sometimes the next frame, the next stage of things, will actually be drawn ever so slightly quicker. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, again, someone in the chat, please correct me if I'm wrong on this. <laughs> um... That's generally the idea that I that I understand. So things will actually start to happen on higher hertz, on higher refresh rates uh, than it is on lower refresh rates. Again, it's 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 very very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird concept to me, and one that honestly, like I feel like from the software side, the the, the games can actually 
kind of counteract if they put more control into how they draw things to the screen? Again, look, I don't know the technical details to the point where I can explain it. I'm very good at explaining things in a way that people can understand it if I understand it, but I can't really explain it. The thing is, that's not the point. That is not the point. We don't care. We don't care right now. What we want to say is that, yes, for sure, higher refresh rates makes it so people can react faster. There is a potential about a placebo effect, uh, as Shay mentions in the chat here. And uh, when Arturo showed me the setup and I played on it, I... I, I honestly couldn't really tell a huge difference. It looked weirder to me. Like, the, the visuals looked smoother to me. Uh, I did a Doctor Doom combo in UMVC3 way better than I've ever done before. But the craziest part to me is while I was playing against Arturo, I couldn't throw him in Street Fighter V, and I couldn't shimmy him. He actually would counter shimmies by doing nothing and only tech throws if he actually saw the throw animation. So if it is placebo, I mean, that's one hell of a placebo because Arturo was playing through some crazy, 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 uh, like higher level than I've ever seen. So from my standpoint, I don't think it's a placebo effect. I'm pretty sure that at this point, we can describe that having a higher refresh rate is fact that it allows players to react to things faster. I think it's pretty safe to say that right now. My personal experiences, I haven't messed with it a lot. Uh, my Street Fighter V play improved when I switched my Street Fighter V to 120 hertz. So I don't know if that meant anything. I'm the wrong guy to talk to about this. I'm the one that almost killed Evo East one year because I couldn't detect display lag because <laughs> my fingers get very muscle memory. So it's hard for me to really say, but I think it's safe to say it's a fact. So again, by playing on PCs, we have this ability to tweak things, to improve things, to make things more responsive. Another one that Arturo has been uh, a big proponent of is a controller polling rate, right? So in case you guys don't know how controllers work, Controllers do not work by when I press up, my controller sends to the console or the PC, hey, I pressed up, do something now. The way controllers actually work is that the platform, the PC and the console, they both do this, they pull the controller and say, what state are you in? And then the controller gives them their state saying like, players currently holding up and so they're like okay and then they react that way so it's actually a pull as opposed to a push if you're a programmer you know exactly what the difference between pull and push is but what that means is that the controllers are not sending information to the platform the platform is actually pulling the information from the controller now for the most part on PCs and on consoles, it's generally the same. If I'm not mistaken, the polling rate of the PlayStation and the PCs are at 60 frames, 60 times per second. So they actually try to read the state of the controller. 
You can actually overclock this on your PC. And this is something that, well, this is part of what Arturo has been recommending, has been to overclock the polling rate to 120 polls per second, basically. So now, and when I say poll, I mean P-O-L-L, but when I say push and pull, that's P-U-L-L, yay English, but uh, pull, uh, polling is how often it pings the controller, and then it pulls the, it pulls to pull the information. Ugh, say that 20 times fast. Uh, but that's basically what how it works. So again, this is a lot of th nice things about it. So one of the things about PCs is that you are able to tweak things just about however you want. So if you have a subpar kind of configuration, because PCs are so open, you can write extra programs to do all sorts of things. You can, like I said, the big pro is you can tweak. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Art is overclocking the polling rate to a thousand. And it's not 60 by default? Okay, okay. Uh, so, Auric, make sure that my numbers are incorrect here. So, 60 times a second is probably too small then. So, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe it's default 500. I, you know what? I should look this up. Maybe it's on the web somewhere. Uh, uh, PC Windows default polling controllers. Uh, polling rate for controllers. Uh, so it looks like PS4 controller plugged into a PC has a polling rate of 250. Ah, so every four milliseconds. So it's 250 by default. There you go. Okay. Uh, according to what I just looked up and some people on Reddit, uh, it says 250. It might be 125 as some people in the chat is saying, regardless, <laughs> regardless, that's the idea. If you increase the polling, that means the when if you happen to hit the controller at one, one whatever, you know, rating past the polling point. So if it's four milliseconds, for example, if you happen to hit it at one millisecond after it was supposed to poll then it will be three milliseconds later that your game will actually respond. Again, it sounds weird because you're like, oh, well, the game only calculates, you know, 60 frames per second. But uh, again, this is like, even as a program, this part confuses me a little bit. But I think what that means then is that, yes, it will actually still read that controller change during the 60 frames per second calculation. It's not like it basically goes 60 frames per second, wait, do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, next frame, calculate everything. I think it's still doing work in between, basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tetsu in the chat's like, my brain. Again, this is detail stuff that I don't want to get into. I didn't mean to get into the weeds of this. I apologize. My point was saying that on the PCs, the pro is you can tweak just about everything if you know how. All right, let's just leave it at that. The cons, however, on the PC is that you can tweak just about everything if you know how. And uh, this is kind of the um, this is kind of the downside of it, right? Like uh, I find this conversation here, I find this conversation here strikingly similar to uh, the uh, P. Uh, Android versus iPhone argument. Um, 
a lot of people, when they see that I use iPhone, they're always like, oh, you use iPhone, it's so lame. You can't do this, you can't customize this. I want my home screen to do this. I want to be able to move, da 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 Like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. My phone does just what I need it to do. All of the fancy settings here is that I, I don't care. I just don't care about it. I like having it be simple. And somehow the mobile store that my mom uses convinced her to go from an iPhone to an Android uh, phone. And ever since she's gone there, dude, like stuff breaks on that phone all the time. My mom is doing stuff and she's like, this doesn't work anymore. What happened? And I'm looking at him like, why is this even changeable? And ah, like the whole thing is just really, 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 really uh, uh, confusing to me. And I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't want it to be that customizable. <laughs> I really don't. Like I, I and, and, and this is the danger of PC stuff, right? You give enough people, you get, you're giving enough people enough rope to hang themselves, right? You're telling people to go in there and change their config.ini files. You're telling people to go and install this thing over here and install this thing. Like, I tried to overclock my controller, and when I looked at the instructions on how to do it, I was just like, I just, I don't care. I don't want to do this. Like I had to install this thing and then go to GitHub and install another thing and then do this other thing. And then, and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I, I literally want to do this. Right. And, and again, I'm a programmer, I'm a PC person, but you know what, when it comes to my games, I just want to play my games. Like I just, I don't want to configure stuff. And the problem is you do give a lot more people the ability to break things, right? And so that's always the concern from the PC side of things, right? And obviously there's no easy way to check the settings as well. So let's say we go to a tournament and one laptop was accidentally skipped and not set to vsync off in the config INI file or not sent to 120 hertz you know, this is, it's, it's harder to check that setting sometimes. So I think, uh, I think it's, it's more complicated. You're just adding a lot more points of failure to it. Now, the nice thing is the longer we do this, the more we continue to use the PC and the more we continue to get good at this, it will become very standard. And uh, a lot of these things will become very customary, right? One of the reasons why the Android confuses the hell out of me is because I just don't use it, right? That's just, that's just the way it works, right? Uh, I hate using Steam because I very rarely use Steam in the past. And I think Steam is really awkward and clunky. But for those people who have been playing on PCs forever, Steam is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely great. It does everything uh, that you want it to, right? So, uh, yeah, so Zordon says, but it should be possible to configure one PC properly and just create an image of the OS plus everything installed and just copy that all over the place, right? Yeah, theoretically, that can do that. And actually, that's a really interesting concept there, Zordon, because, I mean... Whew, whoa, you just got into imaging, and that was something that I was really... I did a lot at my job and, and then VMware virtualization, right? We could end up moving tournaments to a virtualization kind of setup and ooh, that's kind of crazy. 
Because before we used to use a product called Ghost to create an image that we copied to another machine and then Ghost would load it. This was like 20 years ago. But now VMware uh, uh, virtualization is such a big deal. That'd be really interesting because using virtualization to uh, play might work, but I just don't know how that affects. God, you Kraken actually remembers <laughs> Norton Ghost. Nice. <laughs> Dang, so does Anubis. Nice. Both of them saying, ah, Ghost, Norton Ghost. I mean, I worked at Symantec, so Ghost wasn't originally part of Symantec, wasn't part of Norton, but we bought it. <laughs> we bought it, okay? Uh, right, you would have to do a lot of hardware magic to speed it up, but as time progresses, it probably wouldn't be as bad, right? So, oh man, there's just some interesting things. Like, I don't know if you'd want to play, like, this, this, now I feel like, now I feel like this is the next level, right? This is actually the next level after, you know, trying to turn fighting games onto PCs at tournaments. If it goes that route, eventually someone is going to be like, yo, we need to do this with virtualization. <laughs> and that's the next... If people don't know what virtualization is, uh, just for those people not in the loop of, of the, the PC world and stuff, virtualization is basically uh, replicating all hardware via software. And so basically... As long as you create an image, so you're basically creating a snapshot of your operating system, and then you can push it out to not actual PCs, but to anything that can run your virtual platform. So you would go to consoles, for example, that you could have a thousand machines that use the same image, basically, and you can use the browsing software to go through all thousand images and do stuff on all uh, thousand of them. <laughs> so basically, but of course, because you're using the software to mimic it, you need to have, like, if I, it is a thousand machines, do you know how much processing power you need to maintain all thousand of those virtual images, right? I mean, a processor, unless it's multi-threaded, can only do so much, and it's going to be spreading its work between a thousand virtual machines. So it can be a nightmare. So virtualization right now is used for more mundane tasks like automation, like build verification, etc., etc. It's not like going to be you like you're not going to sit there virtualize these images and start rendering movies on all of them. <laughs> You're just not going to do that because you're going to destroy the entire environment, basically. And so right now we won't be able to do anything crazy like that. But uh, maybe, uh, oh, right. It, oh, interesting. I like that subatar. Also, this creates an enormous surface of attack at FGC events. Yes, that somebody can easily just destroy an entire tournament if they really felt like it. <laughs> Right. And so Jotaro Star Platinum says that AWS or Azure would be options for virtualization. We're already doing this. If you see what Tampa Never Sleeps does for all of his online tournaments, that's virtualization. However, because we're paying all this money to Amazon, Amazon is the one that's running all this stuff. And, uh, of course, it creates the input delay of using Parsec to connect to those machines. But that's literally what Tampa Never Sleeps is doing for all of his online tournaments. 
He's using the Amazon Web Services, AWS, to create a bunch of virtual PCs that he's running DNF Dual on and all these other... Well, not, not DNF Dual. That one is probably direct. But for Marvel, for Marvel, for example, he is using the, the cloud for that, for Grand Blue Fantasy versus all of that stuff is using the, the virtualization on the Amazon Web Services. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. TNS and his Marvel game PC farms. Uh, that's basically... Uh, uh, actually, you know, I want to say this. So, Peter0611 says this in the chat, and this is a really good, really good question. I hope we discuss why this PC versus console debacle seems unique to FGC and not other competitive gaming spaces. And a lot of people uh, say, uh, let's see, they actually have the money, da 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 FPS had their argue about, uh, about it too. Okay, so there hasn't really been anything straight up there talking about it. But I think one of the biggest differences between PC and console is that a lot of console tournament, a lot of other esports are not open bracket like ours are. Right. So in other words, at a tournament, if you have six league, eight League of Legends teams, that's what, 40 players. But in terms of fighting games, we have tournaments that have upwards to 2000 people uh, attending this event. We have to worry like these kind of tournaments like League of Legends tournaments can be a week long, have only like three matches a day. And stretch it like a tennis tournament, right? Tennis. What? The 64 players in a bracket at a, at a Grand Slam, and you play them through the course of two weeks, right? You can do that with other PC, uh, with other esports, but I don't think that that works in the fighting game tournament. Like, literally, you just need people like playing constantly, constantly, constantly. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Oryx says a lot of people bring their own PCs to some events. Exactly. So there you go. So they don't have to worry about as many machines, right? That's just, it's just what it comes down to. Um, how do you qualify for those big LOL invitations? Uh, there's definitely like qualifiers and stuff, but that someone else who knows that scene is going to have to speak to that in the chat to uh, clarify that a little better than I can clarify. But the point being is that, sorry, we got totally sidetracked into this virtualization topic over here. The point is that, you know, it's going to be harder to make sure that all the PCs are the same at a tournament. We don't want a situation where some PCs are set one way and some are set the other way due to human error. And again, I'm not talking about the PCs failing because that's a console problem too. Consoles have had tons of problems of just overheating and lagging and causing weird lags and stuff like that. We've, we've been dealing with that for decades already. No, my point is that due to human error and with the way that PCs work, there is a lot more room for human error than there is on consoles. So that's the pro that I have listed for consoles here when it turns in terms of customizability is that you can't really mess up your console setup right right now probably the biggest problem is the disconnecting controllers right if they just give us a disconnect all devices like 
God, please. Uh, can you do that on PS5? Do they have a disconnect all Bluetooth devices? I'm not really sure. <laughs> One thing I haven't seen a lot of discussion about this topic is the sheer size of the PS5. Yeah, PS5 is pretty damn heavy and pretty damn uh, large. So, but, um, and that's the thing. It, it's weird. Like, uh, I, I'm kind of with Shard Lab. So Forrest says that, you know, for me, I'm content with PC because you can always know stuff will work. No BS issues. And I feel like that's kind of the opposite of the case. I have run into more problems playing fighting games on Steam since only starting playing fighting games on Steam for the last, like, two years than I've ever experienced playing fighting games on consoles. Like, I feel like consoles are very much more plug-and-play, and that's what I mean by it's harder to mess up your setup, right? Consoles are very, very easy to throw in. The oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Forrest actually got it backwards. Uh, he actually meant console. He almost meant console. Dude, I have had so many weird problems with fighting games on my PC. I have run into all sorts of weird, stupid problems, and it's drive driven me absolutely nuts uh, playing fighting games on PC. It's, 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 uh, oh, God, it's a nightmare. And again, that's kind of one of the reasons why I hate playing fighting games on PC, because I keep running into weird issues like that. But uh, the cons, of course, of console is that we are stuck with what we have because you do not have the ability to tweak the system at all. We can't improve the experience. So, for example, these polling rates, right? overclocking the polling rate to a thousand polls per second, changing it so that they run at higher frame rates. These are things that don't actually work on the console because they just don't give us those options. And the craziest thing about it is that these, these consoles are clearly strong enough to do a lot of this. They're just hiding it from the users. They're just not letting users have that option. And there is where the pro of the PC comes in, is that there's very little <laughs> that you can hide from users on the PC, right? And yes, while it may be complex to do a lot of these things, you just wait for the guy to create the tutorial video to go like just Here's this easy install I made. Click this and it'll set up everything for you and you are happy and everything is great. <laughs> and <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, one of the nice things about PCs is PCs really do leverage the community's strength, right? I mean, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the, um, geez, why can't I remember the Altimore patch, right? The Altimore patch existed, you know. The reason why Guilty Gear XX got rollback is because the people were trying to create the rollback for the game and Arxis just hired them, right? The ability for people to, uh, to basically customize whatever they want. There's a lot of smart people out there and they will have the ability to improve a lot of things. I mean, a lot of... You know, fighting games will have, in general, you know, problems while running, for example. Like, there is an input lag, but, you know, you can change the config.ini file, and now all of a sudden it runs better. better. 
On PCs, that's possible. On consoles, you're stuck. If the console version is bad, there's really nothing you can do about it except pray the developer changes it, right? And then also the other big pro on consoles for this customizability is that it's harder for the developers too because on PC, they can push updates to Steam really, really fast. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, again, I don't know how much the industry changed. I know it's a little bit easier than before. I know when the Xbox 360 was new, they had rules like you couldn't push updates. You know, you could only do a certain number of updates per month or something like that. But now it's changed that you can do whatever, but you still have to go through this crazy approval process, etc., etc. And it's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with if you're on consoles, right? You're like, oh crap, let's add this option to the uh, console version. All right, Sony, please approve, please approve, you know, and... Uh, uh, they used to say a patch could cost like 10k or something. That's crazy. Yeah, like on Steam, it's definitely uh, uh, like not that problematic, right? It's a lot easier to push updates out to Steam, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. So... Mo in the chat says that updates cost developers their money, but on PC they're free. So... <coughs> If someone else can verify that information, that's that's just added to the whole nightmare of trying to deal with consoles. With consoles, you're at the mercy of the console, right? You are absolutely at the mercy of the console. And so that's one of the tough things about it. So, uh, But that's basically where the customizability comes in. PCs, obviously, like it's clearly it's a better thing to have this customizability on the PC. But however, at the same time, it can be dangerous and it can cause uh, inequity in a lot of places. But we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. This, again, I'm, I've divided up into these categories, but there's all, they, they, they bleed into each other a lot. So let me just move on to the next category over here, and that is monitors. Which is an interesting conversation here because I put this in here because this has to do with kind of uh, how I feel about this a little bit. So, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I'm old. <laughs> I grew up with video games. I've been playing them on tiny little CRTs. And, you know, your dad, my, well, my dad, never let me hook up my consoles to the the big TVs in the family rooms or anything like that. They were always in my room on the little 18-inch CRTs and stuff like that. And so when I actually got my own job and got my own money, the first thing I did was buy like a 250-pound, 40-inch CRT monitor because it was uh, clearing, at, right? Exactly, Claro. Damn, you had a TV in your room back in the day? Yeah, I was even lucky enough to have my own TV in my room. So I was already blessed in that way. But that was the first, one of the first purchases I got was this big giant CRT. I still have that CRT. That CRT is still there so I can hook up uh, old consoles to it. But I definitely haven't turned on that TV in like 10 years. I don't even know if it still works. But the whole point of it was that I wanted to play video games on the biggest motherfucking TV that I could possibly find. Because games were starting to look better, better, and better, and better, and better, and better. 
Um, so, eventually, as TVs got better, and even bigger now, it's 50-inch TVs, etc., etc. Like, in my living room, I have a 50-inch TV that I play my video games on. I like that. That was something that I was very happy with. I was definitely happy to be able to play on that uh, on that giant TV on my couch and really, really just have a good time. So, you know, when we're talking about consoles, that's one of the big pros of consoles, right? Is that consoles are kind of like a living room item. But I feel like uh, PCs are not living room things, you know? Like, ever since I've started playing all my fighting games on my PC, I've been playing here on the streaming station, and I don't have as much fun with my games anymore. <laughs> I don't have as much fun with them anymore. Like, I don't feel like I get to enjoy the big TV and, and the big monitor, but this is the problem, right? This is the problem. Let's talk about PC Pros is that the monitors for PCs are generally better. And what we didn't understand was that when we started going plasma and then L LCD or flat screen, all the technology that we have today, is that all of the technology really <laughs> fucked up the display lag in all of our TVs. Video game uh, enjoyment on a lot of large TVs is not fun anymore. And yeah, some Mo in the chat says, just take your PC to your living room and connect it to your TV. That PC is heavy. And I just don't want to do that. I don't ever want to move my PC. I just never want to move my PC. Like, it's just not a thing. Like, that just... Like, I don't... Like, that's not my experience. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. As a person with so much OCD, I don't want to move my PC because it's in where I want it to be. The wires are where they want it to be. Everything's plugged where I want it to be. I don't want to move it. I don't want to make a second PC for the living room. I just don't because I can't afford a second PC. I don't want a second PC at this point. You know, and, and this is this is kind of... Uh, where it is, right? So it's just easy. Consoles is like an HDMI cable and a plug. And if you're not playing fighting games online, you use wireless networking, right? It's like literally you plug two things in and you're gaming on your TV. It's it's easy. It's nice. I don't have to use the, the mouse and keyboard to get to the game and then switch to the controller. I just control everything on my one controller. It's, it's just a lot easier. So, uh, again, uh, but, again, the nice thing about it is that for PCs, when you're playing on these nicer monitors, yes, most PC monitors are going to be better about display lag because gaming is such a common thing on PCs that their monitors are going to be much better. The monitor that I have in my living room, I can play video games on it. I can't play fighting games on it. Right? I can watch movies, I can watch TVs, 
I can I can watch TV. I can do all sorts of things on there. I can play platformers and stuff where it really doesn't matter. But if I'm playing fighting games, the display lag is going to kill me, right? A lot of TVs that are larger these days are trying their best to eliminate as much display lag as possible, create game modes and stuff like that on their TV. But they can it, it can only go so far, which is why you know people like Forwood had to create DisplayLag.com to show you which TVs were the best and which ones were uh, which ones were bad. In fact, the TV that I have here right now that I literally play most of my that I use that I play used to play Street Fighter 5 on is actually a rated good, not even rated excellent, a rated good display lag. So when I was playing Street Fighter 5 on it, it was one of the reasons why my reactions were so bad. When I switched over to PC, my reactions became a lot better. <laughs> it really did. And that's because large TVs are just not necessarily suited for competitive games that require good reactions. But most PC monitors are. And so, uh, especially if you get ones rated specifically for gaming. So, again, your experience on PC is going to be vastly better. <laughs> it's going to be a lot better uh, in general as I have switched to playing all my fighting games on PC because, yes, the experience is better because of the monitors. But, again, uh, you just don't get the size. And when I'm playing these epic games, when I'm playing something like God of War or something like that, like, I want it to be on a giant TV <laughs> I want to immerse myself. I want to, you know, like, I don't want to, like, I've got, I bought, like, the, the sound bar and the subwoofer speakers and all that stuff like that for my TV. I want to play my video games on that. And yes, I even want to play my fighting games on that. I would love to do that, but, yeah, now you can get 48-inch monitors, exactly, but <laughs> I don't have space on my PC station for that, right? And again, it's just like what it, what it's causing is the is the fact that you have to do everything twice. I gotta buy two stereo systems, two big TVs for stuff, two these, two that, two this. I just want one. I just want one. I just want one. I want to play all my video games in one place, man. I just want to play. And again, like I said, I'm biased. I've always been a console player. A lot of people are very used to playing games on their PC. But I want to be on my couch, man. I want to be able to lie down on my couch and play video games. I want to be able to sit there with a cat on my lap while I'm playing video games on the couch and everything like that. I want to be able to, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a different experience for when I was growing up, you know, having come from smaller consoles and stuff like that, as the graphics got better, as the sound got better, and as I've gained the ability to, you know, purchase things when I had a job, you know, I want to experience these things in that living room format. Like I said, I play fighting games on the PC all the time. I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy the setup that I have here. You know, I play when I when I played Stray and I streamed it. I don't enjoy it as much. I want to play on the couch kind of thing. You know, it's very very um, it's very interesting. It's it's a very weird thing. And again, probably more of an old man boomer kind of opinion. 
But it's an interesting idea. And again, we don't want to... Uh, again, look, people... Older people who are not tech-savvy can use consoles a lot easier than they can use PCs, right? And even though most of our players are young, we still don't want to restrict it, right? We want to make it as simple as possible, right? And that probably uh, would come along to the next category here where I talk about casuals over here. But uh, Slinky Jim, what do you... Oh, just get huge monitor? Uh, I could! I could get a huge monitor for my PC, but I just, I don't want to buy another gigantic monitor and I have no place to put it. I literally have no place to put it. And they're expensive. I can't afford one. Especially the ones that actually are really, really good at, um, at, at display lag, right? You, 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 you need a large gaming monitor and it's, super expensive <laughs> now i could attach my pc to that machine my tv but that means i gotta move my pc to a completely different location in my living room where i don't want to use the pc because i'd rather use the pc on a monitor that's close to my face instead of the one that's clear across the screen i don't want to use the pc that again this is all boomer stuff, right? Obviously, it's I'm a boomer. I'm an old man. I'm used to using PCs with smaller monitors that are next to me and watching TV and playing games on giant monitors that are far away from me. Absolutely a boomer thing. I know this. I totally get it. But I, you can't just discount this factor, right? <laughs> you just can't discount this factor. And so, like, while I can, I've hooked up my PC to TVs before, and the experience is miserable. <laughs> it's just miserable. I don't enjoy it at all. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too. And let's just move down to casuals here. Uh, let's just talk about this, because Peter says, you know, pure PC gamers who are used, so used to customization make these changes don't quite get how much work this is for a casual. And this is one of the dangerous things, right? This is this kind of falls into the same conversation that I had about, you know, taking frame data and putting it into the game. When I said that it has the potential to scare people, everyone got mad at me. But in fact, it does scare people, you know, or that ranked is not fun. That rank, the ranked experience is just not fun in fighting games. And most people responded to me on Twitter, I enjoy ranked, it's fine, I really enjoy the grind. I'm like, yeah, that's why you're on Twitter talking to me. Because everybody who didn't enjoy it doesn't play fighting games anymore. And we can't quantify how many of those people <laughs> have left, right? And so, you know, this is the kind of same situation. And one of the... Uh, you know, cons that I have for PCs to casuals is that, you know, hearing that you're playing on a less optimized setup compared to pros is off-putting, right? Like, you're like playing this game, you think you're playing, you find out these other people are playing on this crazy high refresh rate and they're doing all this stuff and you're just like, like, I don't want to do that. Like, Arturo has put up instructions, like I said, for even the overclocking my controller. I looked at it, and I just didn't want to do it. And I'm serious about fighting games. But I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to do it at all. I had no interest in overclocking my controls when I looked at it. And I was just like, 
I don't feel like doing this. And yeah, even in the chat, I'm not going to lie. The refresh rate thing scared me away from getting back into Street Fighter V. It's a real problem. The problem is the people who are not, this does not affect, are obviously going to be like, this is great. And then when they hear that it affects people, there is this mentality of, well, get good or then you're not serious about it. Then you don't, then you shouldn't be playing good. Weed out the scrubs, you know, like. <laughs> is that really where we're trying to go with this? I don't think that this is where we're trying to go, right? Now, obviously, the good thing about playing on PC, even if you are a casual player, is that as you play, if you get more serious about it, you have the ability. This happens with every hobby. The more you get into a hobby, the more you're going to find out all these things, right? You're going to find out that these are things that you need to do, that you should be playing on 120 hertz, blah, 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 these kind of things like that. So if you're already playing on PC, you're already halfway there, right? If you're used to playing on console and then you start getting serious, and now you're like, shit, well, I need to switch over to... Uh, PCs now and now you got to buy the game again and now you got to make sure you do what everybody is saying is get a newer TV get a better sound system get a better monitor do all that so if you're already on the PC and playing uh, on there already you already got a head start if you do find yourself wanting to get more serious about things I see Subatar has linked an XKCD comic in the chat and XKCD is always the best so let's go and take a look at what this uh, comic says over here. Uh, never clean a cast iron pan with soap. It destroys the seasoning. Got it. If you ever let soap touch the pan, throw it away. You're clearly not up to taking care of it. Wow, okay. Apply moisturizer to the pan daily to keep it fresh. M moisturizer? <laughs> Do you want it to get all wrinkly? I, I, I guess not. Twice a year, fill the pan with iron fillings and leave it in direct sunlight for 24 hours. Wait, wait, wait 24 hours? If you're not willing to travel to the Arctic, you don't deserve cast iron. Yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah, that's basically... Yes, exactly. Thank you, Subatar. Uh, that's pretty, pretty much where it is, right? Uh, again, but here's the thing, right? Here, here's the main crux of it. If you're casual, like all these things that we've been talking about won't, don't matter, right? So if we're worried about casuals, why the fuck should we take away these options to play on PC to optimize everything when these casual players probably aren't going to play in tournaments anyway? And they're not going to care. If they can improve their reaction by a few milliseconds, it's not going to make a difference to them. Improve playing on an optimized setup, if you are not Arturo Sanchez or Idom or Daigo or Tokido, it's not going to make you play better. Like, there's literally nothing, nothing a, a better hurts or a better polling rate of your controller or whatever will do to make you a better player. So all this argument on about protecting casuals and coddling casuals and making sure that you don't intimidate them, but they're just never at a point where it's really going to matter to them, right? I mean, reaction time definitely feels better, but 
if you're not good enough to understand mental stack and all this other stuff and, you know, understanding vectors of attack and, you know, understanding what you should be processing on reaction, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about casual. We're talking about bronze players, silver players, right? We're not even talking about platinum players because it requires a pretty strong level of dedication to even get to platinum. So, uh, yeah, obviously reaction time matters a lot, but it really just also depends on what level you're at, right? Um, so whether or not PC is easier or better is also entirely dependent on how much money you spend. You can get a console for under 500, but a strong PC that will give you minimal issues is 1,000 or more. Yeah, that's definitely something uh, I was going to talk about in the tournaments category here, but cost. Like I said, all these topics bleed between the thing, but cost is a big issue. Now, people have pointed out that a relatively strong PC can be obtained for about like $600 that can play Street Fighter V at higher refresh rates, etc., etc. And a PS5 is like $600 right now. So it's really the cost is starting to not become as much of a problem, right? The cost is really starting to almost kind of even out a little bit. Because fighting games, let's face it, fighting games are not the bastion of of absolute graphical power, right? <laughs> this is just, this is not what fighting games are about. <laughs> uh, fighting games are not going to be pushing the limits of your graphics, right? Uh, so, in general, relatively strong PCs are good enough that you don't need to buy the $1,000 PC in order to play Street Fighter VI, right? It's probably not something that you need to do. Shoutouts to Redline for the raid. How you guys doing? Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves today. I hope you guys are having a good time. But uh, that's basically kind of the idea that 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 uh, I have, you know, uh, uh, in regards to that. All this stuff about trying to protect the casuals and stuff like that. Th it's we're not really harming them by doing any of this PC stuff, right? And again, for those of us who do want to play seriously, this is really important to have the ability to tweak this, to ability to optimize things. And I'm just wondering how this works in a lot of, you know, other esports as well. Uh, I'm really curious how that works because, you know, We'll get to this in the tournaments conversation, so I'm jumping ahead. Uh, I'm jumping ahead here. But the interesting thing about it is, is for casuals, though, if you are playing on a console or whatever like that, what are the cons? And I, I, there, there are no cons. Like, <laughs> that's what's, that's the thing, right? And this is important to say. This is an important, very, very important thing to establish, is that for casual players, there is no con except maybe that eventually if you do get serious, you'll have to buy PCs and all this other stuff and buy another copy of the game. But if you're serious, that's what you're already focusing on. And when people get serious into hobbies, that's what you spend your money on, right? That's the point of life, right? I mean, again, we don't work to live. We live to, or we don't live to work. We work to live, right? So 
if you're already getting serious enough to want to jump from casual console player to pro PC player, this is something that's already pretty serious in your life. And spending money on that is just part and parcel of having a hobby. So that's not even really something to think about. But the important thing to say is that for casuals, there's no wrong side about playing on consoles. And in fact, I would argue that because of that, consoles provide one of the best ways to get people into your game. Now, interestingly enough, you know, you have games like League of Legends where millions and billions of people are playing, and it's not on consoles, right? So obviously, consoles aren't the, like a super important gateway for people to get into your games, but it is a gateway especially for a genre of games in fighting games that, frankly, we don't have a big audience for. <laughs> we don't have that many players. We don't have League of Legends numbers, and, and we don't want to cut out uh, the, the consoles. We don't want to cut out the console avenue for fighting game players. We, we just don't. <laughs> We don't want to do that, you know, and that's really important. I'll get to that in the conclusion section uh, a little bit later. But yeah, like Forrest says, accessibility is a big pro. You start up the game and play. No nerd knowledge required, right? You just get in there, you start playing, and it's very, very easy. Uh, this, uh, I don't know what this says. I'm assuming it says uh, Tramba, which is... Quamba, the company, that's what I assume that that's what it says, because this is a uh, console, this is literally a, a Quamba fan, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, um, uh, I, I, there's just no downside for people playing fighting games on consoles, because again, even the input lag, some people, in fact, some of you guys in the chat, might not even realize that you're hurting yourselves by playing on a big TV that has display lag. You might not be aware of the fact that you are actually making yourself have a harder time at winning at fighting games because you're playing on a giant TV with extreme display lag, but you're not serious enough to need to investigate that. Yes, you might have more fun and win more matches had you gotten a better TV, but again, fighting games is not a big enough part of your life compared to work, family, kids, other hobby that's more important to you, that it really makes a huge, huge difference. And again, for those people unaware of what display lag is, a lot of TVs these days do this processing, like they try to make blacks more black, and they try to make colors more vibrant, they try to add in-between frames, turn that shit off, I hate smoothing on TVs. It's the first thing I do on every TV that I ever visit, ever see, every time my parents get a brand new TV, I turn off smoothing right away. Smoothing sucks, I hate it, anyway. But they do all this extra processing, so what the signal that the TV receives, it takes that information and takes the audio, delays both of them, processes the image, does all these things, and then shoots it out to your TV timed with the audio now. So that processing can take a few milliseconds, right? And so if you are playing a fighting game where the reaction time needed is like, 
16 frames, which is, you know, just like barely a, a, a fraction of a second, having that, losing all those milliseconds to the TV doing all that processing is obviously going to make you play a lot worse. <laughs> uh, man, uh, we want to make more people feel welcome to compete, not making them feel they're in a disadvantage because they didn't have $3,000 to spend on their setups. Yeah, again, uh, it's not as bad these days in terms of trying to get a good PC setup to play fighting games. But uh, there, it is a factor, especially if you go to the tournament side of things. But again, the, the, the thing that I really want to point out is that there really is no bad side for casuals playing fighting games on consoles. There just really isn't. Like, having them play on consoles is great. It's, it's, it's a great way to get people into play. And like I said, it's not a fa it's not one of the biggest factors as we've described from League of Legends and stuff like that. But it is a factor. It is a factor. So uh, let's talk about tournaments here. I just was talking to a TO this past weekend uh, that they said that if they had to run a tournament on PC, this is a former TO who used to run a big tournament, I won't name names, because I didn't ask it, ask them if I could uh, use their name on this, but they literally said to me, man, if I was still running this tournament today and I had to do everything on PC, I would buy the cheapest ass fucking TV <laughs> PCs that I could possibly get to run this tournament because I don't got that kind of money. And despite what everybody thinks, these TOs are losing a lot of money on all these tournaments. People are like, there's no way Rick would be losing money on Combo Breaker. Oh boy, let me tell you. Let me tell you about how much, and like, here's the thing, right? Uh, obviously, Defend the North just happened recently, and this is another reason why the discussion has come into play. This is something that Arturo worked very, very hard on and was a smashing success, right? He made it so that it was all run on MSI laptops. The entire tournament was run on MSI laptops. The players there themselves were blown away by the responsiveness of the games, and they felt like it was the smoothest that they've ever felt. And Defend the North is not even that big of a tournament, right? They're not ginormous. They're a small tournament, and they pulled it off with very, very few problems. And uh, that's, that's very important to discuss. However, contrary to what some people might think, scaling up the tournament makes it harder and harder as you go because the small higher cost of PCs, uh, the small higher cost, okay, Bifuteki here in the chat, <laughs> Someone who's run tournaments a lot, and he says, Evo would need over 400 PCs to do all that. Think about that. Think about that. And yeah, so like, let's say a PC is $100. Let's just be nice. And $100 more than the PS5. Well, 100 times 400 is $40,000, right? So the bigger the tournament gets, the bigger the tournament gets the harder it's going to be. Not only that, and I even talked directly to Arturo about this, he had a trained staff of very, very savvy technical people 
to resolve any problem that happened on the PCs. The bigger the tournament you get, the harder it is to find people who are trustworthy to be able to do that. That's why big tournaments always have volunteer judges. Not every judge runs the tournament, their, their pool particularly well. This is not to, to talk smack about any particular judges. It's hard. It's a hard job to do. And to be able to have people service that many PCs at bigger events, the bigger the event gets, the harder it's going to be to run on PCs. Yeah, bracket runners are angels sent from above. Absolutely, Big for Lil. Absolutely. So again, it's just it's it it's it's the the bigger it gets, the harder it actually gets, uh, in my opinion. So that's one of the, the the biggest problems for tournaments. And so you're telling a TO who's trying to run this big tournament that we need to switch to PCs. That's hard. And then moving the towers, moving the console, I mean, moving the monitors, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's me. I'm probably wrong on this, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I mentioned it earlier. I don't want to move my PC back and forth. Like, I feel like PCs are more fragile than consoles. <laughs> I feel like PCs are a lot more fragile than consoles. <laughs> right. So Jotaro Star Platinum mentions that's why you got companies like Gaming Generations that can account, that can handle the equipment and support. You know, all the cables, keyboards, and mice, and everything. But see, for Gaming Generations, I feel like them maintaining a giant stack of consoles is a lot easier than maintaining a bunch of PCs and stuff. I just feel like if Gaming Generations was like, all right, let's start moving into the PC rental business as well, like, it'll just be a lot harder for them to do, uh, honestly. And right, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point from him, just David, in the chat. Thank, thank God this will be a non-issue with Project L, because Riot's definitely going to shell out for events with their game in it. Probably, but they'll probably do it only for Project L tournaments, right? They're not going to be like, oh, hey, Evo... Here's a bunch of monitors for every... Because remember, those stations are reused for all sorts of games, right? So, I mean, maybe they will. <laughs> Since Tom and Tony used to run Evo, maybe Riot will be like, here, use this for your whole tournament. <laughs> maybe, who knows? Um, but again, I feel like PCs are more fragile. If they're on laptops, like I feel like laptops are scary to just throw around and carry around in boxes and stuff. Like, there's something about consoles, Xbox 360 with not, notwithstanding, like, I feel like there's something about consoles that are a little more durable, but again, that's not even true these days. I mean, you used to be able to run over Super Nintendos with a car and, like, that shit would keep working. There was a video where someone tied a GameCube to the back of a car and drove through a gravel road and it swung and hit rocks and was being dragged on this gravel road like this entire time and then they popped the game into it and it still worked <laughs> like literally the gamecube still played the game they put in there even though half of it was like cracked off and all this other stuff oh man 
But again, as I was saying uh, earlier, you weren't in the chat earlier, Just David. Uh, the reason why it's different for PC esports than it is for uh, fighting games is because we need 400 stations at Evo. Whereas a League of Legends event has eight teams and they're playing on like 10 machines every day, right? It's the same. There's five pe 10 people, five on one team, five on one team, playing on a machine. They finish... And then the next teams come up and they play. But at a fighting game tournament, you literally have like a hundred stations out there. Evo, of course, is the exaggeration. But it's a different environment. So obviously, PC tournaments can do this easily. But this is not something that's very easy to do. And yeah, exactly. So relying on gaming sponsorships doesn't help smaller tournaments much. Because a lot of companies won't want to sponsor uh, smaller, smaller events. And so it's, 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 it is tougher for people to go on, uh, on, on, to use PCs. Now, again, I'm not going to make any claims about, you know, like I said, you're going to need a lot more tech savvy people to handle PC issues, to know, to go check, for example, the INI file and that this particular game had this one setting. Maybe it wasn't set right. You need the people with that knowledge and stuff like that. That's a problem. But in terms of hardware reliability, I'm not going to pretend, pretend that consoles are better because we've had just history of consoles having problems of overheating and lagging and stuff. You probably don't even know this, but a lot of tournaments, they actually swap consoles out from stations uh uh, during the course of the day to make sure we don't run into the overheating problem. So if you need 40 stations, it's not even necessarily 40 consoles that you're renting. Sometimes it might be more than that because you're doing console swaps all the time. Uh, it's uh, basically, so uh, again, that's where the plug and play as Street Fighter Duel in the chat mentions is very, very important. It's, it's very, very nice, right? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. And, and, and of course, there is one other problem too. You know, controller compatibility, we've talked about that. However, uh, Arturo has found a very, very good solution to that in which they use a Brook adapter and everyone plugs into the Brook adapter as a mediary between the PC and the, and the actual controllers so that the Brook adapter, which does work for almost every controller is the thing connecting to the PC. And so basically it's a translator. So that makes it so that the controller compatibility issue, not nearly as much of a problem. However, the other thing too is that, you know, on consoles, if you're playing on a PS4, even if it has input lag, if you go to a tournament and you're playing on a PS4, it's going to have the same input lag you're, you're already practiced, right? So if the consoles are the standard at tournaments, it's very easy to play the exact piece of hardware that is being used at the tournament, right? This is where having tournaments run on PC can be a problem because even if your experience is better, even if the reaction time is better and the responsiveness is better, you're used to your laggier setup and... 
it will make you not play as efficiently, right? And so at least when you go to a tournament and you know they run on PS4, you can practice on a PS4. That's what players do right now. Umisho, after Combo Breaker, or I forgot what it was. No, we interviewed him when he won some event. Uh, I'm sorry, when she won an event, we interviewed Umisho and she said, all right, Evo's coming up, time for me to practice on the PlayStation 4. And what she said was like, yes, I know there's a little more harder to do, so I know not to try these things. I'm going to optimize my play for that. But she had that opportunity to do so. And what did she do? She won EVO, (laughs) right? So she had that ability to practice for the environment that she was going to play on, and she won, (laughs) right? That's one of the nice advantages. Uh, On PC, there's an infinite number of configurations, right? Now, again, I'm not going to pretend that consoles don't have this problem. Obviously, if you're playing Street Fighter V on a PS5, a PS4, or a PS4 Pro, you're going to have very different experiences as the data has shown. There is definite uh, changes between the console that you're using for that. However, most tournaments will tell you what they're using as their hardware beforehand, at least major ones, and you can practice up on the appropriate one if you have access to it, which you might not necessarily. So again, yes, it's a problem with consoles, but it is significantly smaller than on a PC where you basically have an infinite amount of combinations, right? Like, who knows what the hell you've installed on your PC that's affecting your system that you didn't even realize is affecting it, right? And so, you know, it's hard to practice specifically for an event. If Arturo does did what he did for Defend the North, which was great, which was obviously, you know, hey, look, we're on these MSI laptops. We're being provided all these laptops by MSI. Like, we don't have the ability to access those laptops to practice on. Most of the pros, however, are good enough that regardless of the change, the, more, the larger responsiveness will feel better to them, right? And that's an important thing to say. So I've been talking about how, you know, not being able to play on the same system can hurt you. You know, the reason why Umisho won playing on PC all the time and then won Evo on PS4 is not because all she did was just practice on the PS4. It's also because she's a a ridiculous player and she has the ability to adapt and she's really good. So again, talking about the fact that not having the ability to practice on the given PC uh, that's going to be used at a tournament isn't necessarily as big of a factor as we think because pros who are used to this kind of thing will be able to adapt. They should be able to play just fine and with better responsiveness. They're their experience should only improve. (laughs) It should only improve. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, so, uh, but I mean, honestly, again, for tournament runners, for bigger tournaments, going PCs is going to be really hard. A lot of people are talking about, well, will Evo ever go PCs because they're owned by Sony now? Most likely not. I don't know, but that's not, that's not a part of the, 
this equation here. We're we're taking out specifics like that. We're talking this more in terms of here's generic big giant major CEO combo breaker Evo, right? Switching to PCs is definitely gonna be uh, uh, more expensive. Big for Lil also says that item has a different playstyle for PS4 and even favor favors Laura to poison for console. Yeah, because the opponents can't react as easily. You know, I was talking to Arturo, and he says that Laura is actually a worse character on higher refresh rates and higher, uh, on, on better reactability, because you can get away from things, you could actually maybe react to things that Laura does. And on console, you don't have that ability uh, as much, so I, Laura is a slot scarier <laughs> on, on PC, uh, on console than she is on PC. That's another thing about consoles too, right? I mean, someone mentioned Xbox Series X. Like, sometimes we play on the wrong console. I, I feel like for most games, most fighting games, it's been pretty universal that the Xbox Series, the Xbox current generation, God, I hate the name of the Xbox, the current generation Xbox. See, the problem is Microsoft doesn't realize it's not a phone. When you get a new phone, you don't care about the iPhone 6 anymore. When you upgrade from the iPhone 6 to the iPhone 11, you don't care about the iPhone 6 anymore. But for gamers, when we go from the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One to the Xbox whatever the hell it's called right now, we still care about those old consoles. So no, you can't just keep replacing the name of the console with Xbox Series whatever thing. You're just messing everybody up, man. Give it a damn name. Give it a real goddamn name. Anyways. My point is that, for the most part, I feel like a lot of people have said that the Xbox, uh, current generation Xbox, is uh, definitely has better performance on most fighting games, right? Uh, it has, has better performance on most fighting games, if I'm not mistaken. So that's something that we, like, that's one of the other hard things about consoles, is sometimes we get married to the wrong console, I feel like. Uh, to be honest with you. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, tournaments is one of the hardest parts for transitioning to PC. It is one of the hardest parts because it has to become a standard and has to uh, work. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, someone in the chat says, let me tell you how confused a former co-worker was when he asked about getting an Xbox controller for his child, and then I asked which one. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, so if Series X is also... Uh, Series X and Series S are missing some fighting games, as Gundam Jehudi Kai mentions, that is a problem. Then you're going to want to run everything on PS4, because then you only need one console to have access to all the fighting games. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so obviously Street Fighter V being the most glaring one, is that you really couldn't use uh, the Xbox for Street Fighter V. And some people are saying Tekken 7 on Xbox is suboptimal as well. Okay, okay. So there you go. Um, but... Uh, let's just talk about the conclusion here, okay? Going through all of this, talking about a lot of this, you know, going between the pros and cons between consoles versus PC, I kind of wanted to do this for one specific main point. And 
that it's not a contest. This is kind of one of the things that I think we're losing. So early on when we started this conversation, I said, I think people are arguing the wrong thing. And I'm getting really sick and tired of this PC Master Race or consoles are better or whatever rhetoric. This is not a contest. Both of these platforms should coexist together. And the one thing I will say about this, the one thing I will say about this, and this part does actually drive me nuts, okay? Because most console players are just like, yeah, you can play on PC, go for it. But like those PC mofos out there, they're like, ah, fuck consoles, death to consoles, PC is the best. And I'm just like, why do you care so much? You know, like... I feel like that way too. Like I don't know if people are like experience the same thing that I do. Like as an iPhone user, like I feel like iPhone users don't run around going, "You use Android, God, you scrub." Like, but Android users, holy shit! Like you talk to Android users and you they find out you use a PC, they're like, "God, how could you even stand being on that piece of garbage, James?" You know, like what the fuck? Like I just I don't. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's kind of where uh, PC players are sometimes. Not all of them, not all of them, but I feel like I, you, every time I talk about PCs on, uh, on, on Twitter, you just get all these people that are like, huh, lol, consoles, they're so outdated and useless, you know, just get rid of consoles, and I'm just like, what the hell? What the what? Dude, the Switch is the greatest console in the world, AK. Okay, do not slander. The Switch, uh, not do not slander the Switch on my stream here, okay? Uh. But I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if people, like that's my experience, but uh, honestly, like they should all exist. Like what we should be fighting for, just because the PC is more optimizable, right doesn't mean that we should be fighting for pcs to eliminate the use of consoles i feel like what that means is that we should be fighting to make it so that the playstation opens up more features to us because right now controller polling and uh and uh refresh rates you know are not available for us to tweak on the PlayStation 4. And maybe you don't even have to make it so that you open it up to everybody on PS4, but just allow developers access to those options for their games. You know, uh, I wonder if that's a possibility. Like, what if controller polling rate was only an option in Street Fighter 6 <laughs> or the refresh rate like even even now Street Fighter 6 has the option to turn on the refresh rate to 120 hertz but it only works for all the one player content but what if we just had it so that it, the, the the option was in the game itself right that it was just in the in the game itself so that way Sony doesn't have to worry about opening up that option to everybody and having it affect other games or something. 
But at the same time, why not just make it an option? Look, the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4's menu system is not intuitive, okay? It's already pretty confusing with all these different audio options and video options. Having the ability to up the refresh rate as one of your settings, people see that on their PCs all the time. Having the ability to up your polling rate and maybe just say this may affect your controller's battery or something like that, you know, I just don't think it's going to be a problem because most people will just not touch those settings at all. <laughs> right, so that's something else to address, right? Razalicious says that 120 hertz sounds like a dev decision to prevent an unfair advantage. There is definitely that, but it's already kind of there, right? If with especially games with crossplay, if you're on a PS5 and I'm playing on a PC, I already have an advantage. Like that's just that's just the, the truth of it. I already have an advantage. Right? It's it's already in our lives. That's already a thing that we know. Now, if you are playing on PC on on PS4 and you get invested in the community enough and the community was literally like oh go to your PS5 settings and change it to uh, 240 hertz and change your controller polling rate to a thousand like here's the instructions on how to do that like that's an easy thing to do right that's easier than right-clicking an INI file opening it with notepad editing it and saving it and praying you don't destroy something in the settings file, right? Like, the, I mean, again, look, again, obviously these are not the people playing fighting games, but, you know, when my parents try to do anything with the TV and, you know, with this setting and Netflix has all these options and do it, like, they get intimidated. It's very intimidating. They get confused, you know? And, you know, I'm not going to go tell my parents to go right-click an INI file. Like, that's never going to happen. Now, if you're playing a fighting game, I hope you're more tech-savvy than that already. But we can't guarantee that. And again, just because you aren't tech-savvy, we shouldn't gatekeep you from playing fighting games. And this is where the power of the consoles come in from. So, again, yes, I'm only playing fighting games on PCs now. I'm a convert. I'm only playing fighting games on PC. I will not play my fighting games on a console anymore because my experience from console PS5 to PC PS5 was a huge change. Like, I, my reactions improved so much better and I could do a lot more things that I couldn't before and I felt like I was a better player. Of course, I'm at that level where those little small things like that can make a difference, but we shouldn't have to force people to do that. So again, you know, yes, the PC is the right way to play right now. If you're anywhere serious about fighting games, you play on the PC right now. But again, that doesn't mean we should eliminate the existence of consoles. We should continue playing on the consoles. We should continue promoting consoles. We should fight for making consoles have the same abilities as the PC version. We want to open people, as many people up to playing these games as much as possible. And, you know, Escapee, we talked about this already. You don't have to sit at a desk to use a PC. I don't want to move a PC to my living room. I don't want 
the PC in my living room. I don't want my computer in my living room. I don't want a computer in my living room. I, I've never grown accustomed to that. <laughs> I just don't want that. Console in my living room, let's go. Because it also plays all my media, plays all my movies, etc., etc. I just don't want a PC in my living room. I just don't. I don't. I don't want to sit on my couch and use my PC. I just, it's just, it doesn't feel right to me. So, uh, again, like, I, I, I think this is the most important thing here, right? And I think this is what we're losing sight of. And I think, you know, shout outs to Arturo. Again, I am all for what he's doing. And I am definitely, uh, you know, with him on trying to optimize things. But I feel like this PC versus console argument is obfuscating what we should be talking about. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, it's already been talked about that Evo is working with Unreal to see if they can kill that input lag on consoles because they're probably not aware of how much it affects things, right? And obviously, if Evo is sponsored by Sony, it is in their best interest to make this work on PS5. Like, it is seriously in their best interest to make sure that the PS5 plays fighting games with as little input delay as possible, right? And so, might be in their interest as well now that they're owned by Sony to be like, hey, Sony... Maybe you could add these options to the console, hide them in like super advanced menu so people don't mess with them, but give us the option to set these as well to improve the experience for people because otherwise we will have to go the PC route, right? We have venues. We have options right now. One of the worst things about consoles in the past is we don't have any, we didn't have any ability to enact any change in any consoles or Unreal Engine or whatever. But with esports getting bigger and with more people, you know, having fingers in all these different areas, we actually do have this kind of ability. Yeah, Forrest, we won't talk about Nintendo, okay? Because we have no ability to do anything for Nintendo. We can't do jack shit for Nintendo. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. But yeah, this is what we should be talking about. And I feel bad because, you know, with the emotions of this PC versus console and all this stuff like that, I feel like that's what's turned what a lot of Arturo is doing into this crazy drama and why Arturo has to have people yelling at him. And dude, I mean, poor guy, dude. Like, he's trying to improve the quality of fighting games for everybody. And yeah, I mean, some people are going to say maybe he's going a little too hardcore into it. Maybe he's a little uh, overzealous when it comes to this kind of thing. But uh, in my opinion, it's the right direction that we should be going. We do want to optimize this because you know why? We have a standard. We have a standard, which was arcades. We came from arcades. And let me tell you, those arcades were responsive. They had no display lag and they had no input lag. And uh, it feels better. And so Arturo fighting to get us on consoles, on home systems, to be able to feel that way, there's a precedent for it. There is something to fight for, right? That is a worthy cause right there. And unfortunately, what it's doing is it's causing the split. And you can even see it. Arturo is even kind of like retweeting PC Master Race kind of stuff. Because again, just like I've said about fighting games, if you like like Mortal Kombat, but you love Street Fighter, 
and then you're in a Twitch chat, and someone in the Twitch chat says, Mortal Kombat's the best game, Street Fighter sucks, and you're... You liked Mortal Kombat, but now you're like, shut up, Street Fighter's just fine, and that guy's Street Fighter's dumb because of this, and you're like, oh yeah, well Mortal Kombat's dumb because of this, and now you don't like Mortal Kombat, right? Like, it's so easy to get down that path, (laughs) and you know, I feel like this rhetoric of PC versus consoles is contributing to that. You know, it is causing a lot of frustration from a lot of people and 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 you know getting this this attitude with people trying to talk smack about one over the other when it really should be let's do our best to try to make things as good as possible in my conversations with Arturo about this you know he's very upfront the problem is we don't have access to any of these settings on the console and he's absolutely right. I just said that, right? That's exactly what I said. That's one of the biggest problems. We can figure, we have the avenue to fight for these things now. And that's, I feel like, what we should focus on, honestly. You know, that's that's kind of what we should be doing. Not yelling at, you know, Sony, but like talking to them, pressuring them for these kind of things, you know, for these kind of settings. Or, you know, even talking to the people like Rick. And again, do not flood Rick's Twitter. God, if you guys flood Rick's Twitter because of me, I will come after each one of you and and beat you up like in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But like, honestly, like, you know, but, you know, talking to people, finding constructive ways to get into this position where we can actually make it so that the players' experiences are equitable on both sides. There's also another factor to this too, as well, is that, is there too far? Is there too much? When I played against Arturo on that monitor, and he could tech every throw and not get baited by any shimmies. I felt like that was a problem. The devs of Dragon Ball Fighters even said this themselves, that Goichi had to make them rethink how fast everything was in their game because they designed the game so that the mix-up wasn't reactable. (laughs) But Goichi was blocking everything, and they were like, God damn, what the hell do we do? Shit, how do we change this? Uh, So, you know, uh, there is a question that, do we even want to go that far? (laughs) Do we even want to go that far? Now, AK in the chat says that was a skill issue, so that might be true because Goichi's not blocking everything these days, but I know he doesn't play Dragon Ball Fighters as much anymore these days, but... I'll tell you, if you could tech throws on reaction in Street Fighter V, the game is ruined. Like, I really just feel that way. I honestly feel that way. You should not be able to tech throws on reaction in Street Fighter V. Because as soon as you can, the whole core mix-up of the game is gone. (laughs) The whole core mix-up of the game is gone. And defense is going to become too strong. And that's one of the interesting things, right? So if our reaction, so right, Peter0611, I'm saying that if input delay has actually improved too much, it could actually cause problems, right? And so there is a thought, like this is something that very few people bring up. I bring it up to Arturo all the time, and uh, I talk about it with other people. I'm actually curious that if we do improve it that much, is that a problem? Like, 
the fact that one of the things that separates top players in Street Fighter V over gatekeepers and good players is the one-hit hit confirm. Like, I can't one-hit hit confirm to save my goddamn life. I don't care how much people say, oh, James, if you practice, you'd be able to do it. My reactions have been bad my whole entire life, and I've been playing fighting games my whole entire life. Playing all those fighting games has never improved my reactions, okay? <laughs> you cannot necessarily train your reactions. Not everybody has that ability. And so I'm never going to be able to play Street Fighter V to the level I think other people can, because I'm never going to be able to do one-hit confirms. I'm just not going to be able to do it. <laughs> and so, you know... Does that affect my enjoyment of the game? It's annoying because I can't do this very crucial thing that other people can do to get to the, to the highest level. Uh, Holy Sock asks, when did input delay become a huge part of the discourse? And uh, Escapee is correct uh, since the CRT went away. Dude, Peter yells at me, take the throw, James. This is why I take every throw. This is because I just would rather take the throw. I don't want to get shimmied. <laughs> I don't want to get shimmied. <laughs> and yeah, someone's got to suck. But the thing about it is, I personally, personally do not think reactions are something that you can learn. Uh, I talked about the nurture versus nature last week. Uh, that, you know, I believe anybody can get good at fighting games as long as you put that dedication in there. I think for people with bad reactions, they can get good at fighting games despite their bad reactions. And so uh, they can learn to succeed without that. So I've been able to succeed in old fighting games where reactions weren't as necessary because I found ways to play around the need for being able to react. I was just trying to be smarter than my opponents. Games like Street Fighter V do not give you this necessar necessarily give you this kind of uh, uh, power <laughs> as well as it does in other fighting games. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, him just that. No, I meant like you can become a pro. I think everybody has the ability to become a punk level player. It may take some people significantly more time, but I really honestly do believe everybody could get to that level if they put enough effort, if that was what they were dedicated enough to do, right? I don't think that everyone can do it because most people will find something else they prefer to do. <laughs> but I think that, especially with video games, that capability is there. For example, I like obviously in basketball you have height restrictions and stuff like that, so that's going to be tough, like physical restrictions. But I feel like with video games, not as much. Maybe not a punk level pro, but you can definitely get to very, very strong. And I've seen it happen too many times to believe that it's not possible. Uh, I, I, I really do feel like anyone can get to that point. I feel like nurture is stronger than nature in this situation i really do but that was last week's discussion that was last week's discussion not this week's discussion so <laughs> um but i uh you know i i reactions is one of the hardest things yeah yeah no exactly caveats there and some presumptions so far as desire and stuff like that but i mean look 
China takes these kids when they even show a modicum of like gymnastic skills or whatever. And then they just basically say, this is what you're doing for the rest of your life. And they become very, very good at it. And there's no way you're telling me that at three years old, their success rate in plucking the right people is that good. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, there's a lot of other things that China's doing for sure, Forrest, but we won't get into that. But even before then, even before when I was watching Olympics in the 80s and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's like their success rate at plucking the right kids can't be like 99%, right? But if you're put into an environment where that's literally the only thing you can think of and do all day, I think you can become very, very proficient in just about anything. Like, I have no dexterity. I can't cup stack. But if you made me practice cup stack every single day, I mean, I told the story last week how I learned how to flip my contact lens in my finger in half a second because I did it every goddamn day of my life and I didn't even realize it until my brother finally got contacts himself, saw me do that and was like, how the hell did you do that? Like I literally just grab it, dab it, it's cupped on my finger and I just went like this and it was upside down on my finger ready to go. And he was like, how did you do that? Because I did it every day of my life for like 10 years. Like repetition and just focusing on one thing I feel like anybody can get to that level, honestly, honest, especially from a young age. Uh, yeah, maybe not punk or IDOM level. Maybe not punk or IDOM level. That might have been an exaggeration. But getting to the point where you're really, really good, like Gustav 801 Strider, 801 Strider level. He got into Capcom Cup in Street Fighter 4. You know, Gustavo is one of those people who will tell you himself that he had not, did not have the natural talent for this, but put in the work. He is the one that I always use as the example of someone who got that good uh, through hard work and through training. Oh yeah, Escapee, my piano playing is what makes it so that I can do execution in fighting games. My piano playing is absolutely what makes it so that I have the ability to do that. And in fact, the way I play piano is very similar to fighting games is that it's very muscle memory based. Whenever I learned a song on the piano, I didn't read sheet music. I memorized it. And then my fingers would just move in the directions that my muscle memory remembered. I can't read sheet music. If I played a piano song, like there were songs that I could play from front to end without ever looking at a piano sheet. Second movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. I could definitely, there's one point in time, I could play the entire first movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata just from memory. But the tricky thing about it is if you told me to start from the middle of the song, I couldn't do it. If you told me to start from the middle of the song, I couldn't do it. Without having the muscle memory of what came before it, I, I, it was really, really hard for me to start in the middle of a song. Like, that's, that's, that's how strong my muscle memory is. And that's kind of the way that I've always been. But that's what makes it so that I can do combos because my muscle memory is very powerful. And once I learn how to do something by muscle memory, it's kind of automatic at that point in time. So... 
Yeah, some people are very, very good at reading people in fighting games. But again, people who are good at reading other people in fighting games aren't the only ones who are winning. And that's the important thing. So, oh yeah, Zilcho, it's hard to keep a hobby going, man. I wanted to learn piano. I wanted to get good at piano again during the pandemic and just never did it, dude. I just didn't play it enough, honestly. But regardless, my whole point being is that, um, what was my point? My point was that, <laughs> back to PCs and consoles, both of them should be a valid platform. And instead of arguing about whether we should move to PCs or we should, yes, the answer is we absolutely should move to PCs. Is it possible right now? Probably not for big tournaments, but we should because yes, we want to have a better optimal uh, experience. But that's not the main problem. The main problem is that consoles are subpar. And if we can get consoles so that they're equal to PCs, so that you can run on PC or console, and it doesn't matter, that's the way to do it. That's what we should be fighting for. That's what we're striving for. Let's stop talking about what's better, console or PC. Let's start talking about how we can make everything to the same level. And yes, it's going to be a lot harder for consoles because we just don't have the ability to tweak consoles like we do with PCs. It's going to be harder. But again, the conversation shouldn't be, then let's just go to PCs, screw consoles. It should be, let's see what we can do to try to fix consoles. And in the meantime, maybe... Maybe PC is the way to go, but for big tournaments, it's just not going to happen right now. You can't do it for big tournaments right now because it's prohibitively expensive. It's too much money for the big tournaments uh, to switch. Even if, like I said, a PC was $100 more. If Defend the North only needed 30 PCs, for example, Combo Breaker is going to need 100, right? Something that's... uh you know, an extra $3,000 becomes an extra $10,000, you know, from, from one, from a small event to a bigger event, you need to hire more tech people. It gets harder and harder as you go. So, huh. hi, Nathan. So for those of you listening at home, Nathan has been here. I've been giving him belly rubs and everything, and now I'm holding him and cuddling him. Mwah. Hi, Nathan. What a good boy. Look how cute he is. Look how cute this guy is. You are so cute. You are so cute and you are so nice. He's like, can I leave now? Every time I lean my head away, he thinks he can get away. Mwah. Cool, baby. All right, let's go. <laughs> I like how he doesn't fight. He's just like waiting. He's just like, I gotta wait till this guy lets me go. Gotta wait till this guy lets me go. I actually feel like people listening at home, if they're not in a car or something, probably already know when Nathan shows up because they can probably hear him rubbing his head on the microphone stand already. <laughs> right, Nathan? You're just rubbing your head on the microphone all day. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's really all I have to say about this topic. Again... You know, I know this is kind of like par for the course now that, you know, at the end of all of these debate streams, I'm always like, both sides should be given a chance. And yeah, maybe at some point, like, it's getting a little played out. But again, both sides should be given a chance in this in this particular argument. Like, I, no one is trying to hurt the other side. 
Like there are definitely pros and cons on both sides of everything. And so we need to think about it this way, right? Again, you know, as long as we're not hurting people, as long as we're not like making people suffer, we should really consider the pros and cons of both sides. That's really what it comes down to. So again, uh, if you guys enjoyed this, you know, uh, let me know in the YouTube chat down there. Also next week, uh, if all goes according to plan and I can get my guest on that I have scheduled, uh, next week should be a good one, should be a fun one. We should be able to get some good discussions on the next week as well. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, I will be trying my best to also continue to stream on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. Like I said, this past, past month, I've been traveling a lot. I've been very busy, CTWC. I've been having disasters at home that I've been having to take care of, which are still ongoing. Ugh. But, you know, hopefully everything should be a little calmer now. So November, I should be back to streaming a lot. I'll probably try to stream a lot of Street Fighter V again. I know I really want to just get back to six and play some Kimberly again or find out what Cami and Zangief are like, but... You know, I'll get back to some Street Fighter V and play a lot over there as well. And maybe try to set up lobbies for Vampire Savior and stuff, because I'm definitely not going to get any matches in ranked, because uh, there's just not enough people playing the game uh, to really get a, a good variety of people playing, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens. But I'll try to play more fighting games in November, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, this weekend I will be also... Uh, doing some CPT as well as some uh, uh, doing a, a really cool little like completely side event but uh, this kind of VR fighting game I'll be I'll be working on uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet I think I forgot to retweet it I'll retweet it after this so but yeah so should be some fun times but uh, in the meantime thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for hanging out uh, hope you guys have all been doing well and uh and are having a good time out there playing your fighting my games and uh, continue to keep playing and enjoying and or watching, even if you just watch the streams and stuff, a lot of streams all the time, that you're uh, still enjoying the hobby as much as possible. So again, stay safe out there, guys. Take care of yourselves and uh, make sure, uh, yeah, again, like I said, just, I mean, I say it all the time on my other stream, but be excellent to each other. Uh, and party on, dudes. I'll see you guys. Uh, actually, hang on before I go uh, at this point because uh, most of you have probably already quit YouTube or stopped listening on uh, Spotify already. Let's go over here and find who we can raid. I want to still raid some people here. Who can we raid over here? Uh, let's see. What do we got over here? God. Oh, actually, there's quite a few people watching some uh, uh, KOF 15 right now. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Oh, you're such a goody little kid. Uh, who do I feel like raiding here? Oh, let's raid Filipino Man. He has a short stream right now. Uh, that's playing some Street Fighter V. He says it's a short stream, so it might actually go away by the time I'm there already, which will be sad, but <laughs> let's raid Filipino, man. Let's do this. 
All right. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you guys next time. Take care and tell Anton I said hi. And I'll see you guys later. Peace out.